When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Another episode of Outside Shots with my man, Eddie Johnson. He's in the house finally coming back from a, va- a long-ass vacation. I mean, a long-ass vacation. Uh, I'm Saul Bookman. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, Eddie's already in rare form, so we didn't have to really trip too much about that. Uh, I- <laughs> How are you? I'm wonderful. Are you? I am wonderful. Okay. I had a splendid, splendid mid-season vacation. I mean, it looked pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, you saw my storylines. Huh? I, I did on Instagram. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. But obviously, uh, you know, you weren't in Charlotte yesterday. You know, slacking once again. And Maya, um, and Maya's doing a good job. She's, she's doing Carrie a phenomenal Kevin, right? job. And Kevin, I mean, right? above and beyond what they usually do. Um, but KD's here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we we can go on and on about the implications of this. But game one already happened. What were your overall first impressions? I wasn't shocked. Yeah. I think you look at any superstar that has played in the history of this game, and, and I'm saying this, he blends in as well as anybody. Now, if Steph Curry was ever to leave Golden State, he'd probably blend in too. The beautiful part about Kevin Durant is he can fit in any offense because he knows how to find his way, and he'll get to his spots. And once he gets to his spots, as we saw last night, after being out as long as he's been, he's just pure. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, that's the way I played the game. I felt like any offense, I didn't care. Just give me my minutes and I'll learn how to get open, whether it's getting myself open, setting back screens, just making sure I can blend in to whoever has the ball and make sure I get separation, knowing that my man's going to help and I'm going to get the ball. All these things KD knows. And I think the Suns' offense is really catered to how he plays. So I was not shocked at all. Yeah, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. KD, you know, uh, your, your, your guy, Tim Legler, kind of broke down a, a little bit about KD last night and his first overall impressions and basically said that he's the most unguardable guy in the NBA because of his length, his height, his shooting abilities, and just his overall IQ for the game. And he pointed out a couple uh, times last night where the Hornets tried tried to double, triple team, put put themselves in positions to have the advantage over KD, and it just didn't matter. Because he's got great handle. Yeah. Uh, I just remember watching him when he was basically in high school, uh, just watching him in AAU games and just amazed at a guy that that size was able to put the ball on the floor like he did. And that's his key, man. That's his antidote. Uh, he has tremendous handle, two, three dribbles, and he'll get to his spot. And once he elevates, it's over. Uh, and so, no, double team is not going to bother him because he'll move the ball too. This is a guy that, you know, only taking 17 shots a game uh, before the trade. Like, and I felt he was the best player in the game. Mm-hmm. I felt that he was the MVP uh, up until he got injured. And I think Suns fans need to understand what you have here. See, I don't think they totally grasp oh. how great he is. 
He's averaging 29 points a game this year or 17 shots. Now, let's go around the league and you look at some of these guys that are scoring a lot of points and look at the shots that they're taking. They're taking plus 20 a game. Mm-hmm. This guy is not even doing that. He's highly efficient. Uh, he doesn't take bad shots. Suns fans, I'm telling you, Infortree. I mean, the guy is unbelievable, and he's going to make the game so much easier for everyone, and especially Devin Booker, who is not shooting the ball well right now. Devin still had 37. Yeah. You know, and so when he really gets his legs under him and gets back as well and gets his groove back, it's a dangerous combination. You were saying uh, we still good when we were going through some rocky rocky moments yes. early on the season. What's the what's the level of good now? We very good. <laughs> Hashtag we very good. Hashtag we very good. There yeah, go. because I think people get caught up in in the eighty two game marathon. Now I like to play the eighty two game marathon. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys, <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard and other guys, they don't like to play the eighty two <laughs> game marathon. They like to take time off. Monty Williams doesn't coach like that. If you're healthy, you play. He's not about resting, guys. And I mm-hmm. think what happens when you go through that, you prepare yourself for the toughness of what's to come. The stretch run, like 19 games left. We got to finish this thing out. We got to fight through little nicks and bruises. All those things. And so for me, I love it, man. I love the fact that we're here. We went through the bumps and roads. Last year was very pristine and pretty easy. And we got surprised. Mm-hmm. Not going to be surprised this year. We know what happened last year, and guess what? We got Kevin freaking Durant right now, so we can show up to the party. Like, you might not have gotten the girl at the last party, but you, when you show up with Denzel Washington or my boy Reggie Theus, you know who Reggie Theus is, you might get some droppings, okay? You might be able to get some droppings. So I think the Suns are fine. Oh, my goodness. Reggie Theus, uh, Reggie Theus drop in the middle of the show. Okay, all right, all right. We're going there. Um, you know, th- just the overall level of, of how this team will continue to improve as we, as we veer towards the end of the season and really get geared up for the playoffs. What are you expecting? You know, a lot, a lot of the talk has been the rotations, right? Going to the bench, going to the five, five all-bench lineup, um, obviously you're going to assume that as they ramp up KD, things will get staggered through the game. But uh, how, how, how do you see this playing out in terms of who's going to get minutes and who do you think might get left off? Yeah, well, people stop with this. The Suns are top heavy and, you know, the bench is a question mark. Whatever. Kevin Durant averaged 29. Okay. Mikael Bridges averaged what? What did he average? About 17, 18? About 14. 15. Before he got traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Johnson, what did he average? Oh, like 12, okay. 13? <laughs> there you are, your 29 points right there. I don't want to <laughs> hear anything about the Suns' benches. No, no, no. They just need to step up and fill the void. And guess what? The Suns have capable guys that can step up and fill the void, and you just said it. Because of those four guys that are dominant on the team, with Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton added to the mix – then they're not going to all be sitting on the bench. True. Okay, when when he does go to the bench, he's going to have them out there. Kevin Durant was out there with the second unit in the second quarter. So stop playing into that. We picked up Terrence Ross, who can give you 20 any given night. We've seen what Damian Lee can do when he gets hot. You got T.J. Warren sitting over there, and I know he hasn't played much, but I am telling you he is going to win us a playoff game. T.J. Warren is going to win us a playoff game. Foul trouble is going to happen or whatever, right? Guy gets nicked up, maybe he can't play. That guy can step on the court, and if he gets his touches, he can give you 20, and he can get you six, seven rebounds. I just don't want to hear this. 
they have enough right now. Yeah, everybody gets greedy and they might want more. They have enough. Their bench is okay. Josh Kogi is surprising everybody with the way he's playing. Torrey mm-hmm. Craig is playing well. And guess what? Those guys are going to be playing ball by themselves. Like, most shots, Torrey Craig, Josh Kogi, Damian Lee. Damian Lee, maybe they might guard him a little tighter because of the three. But also, those guys, they're getting wide open shots mm-hmm. now because if they go help, go double off one of them other four – that guy's the one they're going to double off of. The confidence is going to ramp up because they're getting wide open practice shots and they're going to be fine. So I think the Suns are fine right now. Yeah, would you like to have gotten a little bigger, maybe picked up a bigger guy? Fine. But Monty feels real good with this team right now, James Jones, and I have no issue with it. All right. Wow. I, I did not expect uh, a TJ Warren uh going to uh, save the Suns in a game. Oh, uh, yeah. Take. He's, he and Terrence Ross are both capable of winning a playoff game. They're both capable, as campaign did a couple of years ago. Are you worried that TJ's defense is going to hold him I back? don't think he's a bad defender. I don't. Okay. I think it's a numbers thing right now. I think Monty believes in Ish Rainwhite. He's giving him his run, and I understand that. Like, you know, he's not just going to take stuff away from guys that's been here all year. Mm-hmm. If you're TJ Warren, you got to go straight gangster it. <laughs> Like, and and no, and, and Ish understands that he's been battling his whole young career, right, for mm-hmm. minutes. If T.J. Warren wants to get into the ro- rotation, he's not going to get in there with reputation. Mm-hmm. He just moved from to a team that's now capable of winning a title. You got to go straight gangster. Okay. You know, and so that's what you do. Practice in games, the short minutes you get. Slowly give Monty some belief. Okay, okay. And all of a sudden, the minutes start to change to his favor. But I think he knows. TJ's been around a while. Okay. Well, hey, uh, the, the other hot topic uh, that, that the Suns universe continues to talk about, and I, I kind of went on a little bit of a rant last night to just basically say stop, uh, if, especially considering most people have not watched a lot of Baisley on the court. Uh, what were your overall impressions of Darius Baisley and – do you think he's going to be able to get any minutes by the time we hit the end of the season? Well, I think he will. I think he will. But he has to, <clears throat> I think, take advantage of his opportunity, say, if the Suns are in a blowout game mm-hmm. and Monty throws him out there, he has to go out there and show. That's his time to audition. Like, a lot of players get caught up in, you know, you know, I hate to say garbage time, but a lot of players think that way. No, it's game time. It's an opportunity to go out there and show the coach in those limited minutes at the end of a game that, that he, oh, you can use me. And that's how it should be. So, no, I think he'll get his opportunity. Uh, the kid obviously didn't play as much as he would like this year in Oklahoma City after really, I think, having a decent year the year before. He's got size. He's got length. He can run the floor. So I think the guy will – he will get his chance. But right now, you know, Monty's going with his guys that have been there all year. And I respect the coach with that, man. I don't want a new guy coming in just straight taking my minutes and didn't take them from me. Mm-hmm. And I think Monty's doing it the correct way. Okay. All right. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's actually a great perspective in terms of uh, going out and taking it instead of just it being given to you. And I think a lot of guys, based on their reputation, and T.J. Warren being one of those guys, um, had, had a decent couple seasons uh, despite injury mm-hmm. with the Pacers and, and then with the Nets. Uh, I think people assumed he was going to get a little bit more run than he has been. Uh, so I, I actually like that take. Uh, and just a reminder, folks, uh, you can come into the chat. You can have a good time. You can debate all you want. But don't be a dick. 
And if no, you are, let him. Let, let me tell you something. I'm seeing some of these water boys and couch potatoes, man. <laughs> That's what I call you all. Water boys and couch potatoes. You didn't have you don't have no heart, none. Because if you did have heart, you would have made it on your middle school team, you water boy. So you can come on here and you can rip on me all you want. I don't care. Get your day in the sun, man. Go ahead and rip me, okay? That's fine. I have no issue with it. And while you're at it, go get me some potato chips. <laughs> All right. Uh well, the, the, I'm not even gonna, I don't even know what to say. Hey, listen, we appreciate all the love. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to our channel, obviously, uh, so you can get more of this great content. Uh, and remember, we're presented to you by OGs, and OGs is the number one edible in the game. Uh, I might need to slide my guy uh, maybe a OGs right now just so, he, you know, he, he's, he's a little hyped up right now. I, I kind of like it. So, uh, And remember, they got that new Happy Balance gummy, which is a perfect blend of CBD and THC. To, it'll kind of soothe your aches and pains, but also it'll mail you out. And so it's a nice little happy balance. They got that strawberry cream that's just now new on the shelves. You can visit any dispensary and they're going to have it. OGs is where it's at. Kevin Durant. The offer still stands. We offered Kevin Durant a lifetime supply of OGs. I don't know if you know that or not. And OGs backed it up. So I put it out there. OGs backed it up. Kevin, just, you know, pick up the, the phone. We got you. Uh, and remember, you must be 21 and over. Well, to, I can't to get enjoy. a lifetime thing. I don't, I don't use them, but I'd give them away. Uh, Eddie, what do you want me to say, man? What do you want me to say? I mean, you know. I give you a few bags. That's just not I mean, right, yeah, man. I mean, I can, well, I can't get a lifetime I mean, deal. You're getting a, you, you got a contract. My lifetime deal is not going to be as long as KD. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all might save some money. I don't know, though, because, I mean, this body is kind of ripped right now, so I, I'm holding I'll, on. I'll, I'll, but, I'll talk to the guys at OGs and see what I can pull for you. How about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, moving on to, you know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, obviously they've, they've been to the All-Star game. They both were working out during the All-Star game this, mm -hmm. this year, but – the All-Star game was an absolute tragedy. Um, it is a mess of a game now. It's not what it used to be. Um, and I know we could always we could always harp on oh, things are not like they used to be and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I'm not trying to go there. But the effort and the play itself in the All-Star game, what were your overall impressions and how would you fix this? You know, I go to the All-Star game every year just for my SiriusXM NBA uh, radio show that you can listen two to five every day, uh, Phoenix time. I was going to plug that at the well, end. I, I gave it again, so it's okay. I beat you to it. Uh, <laughs> I go because I have to interview the players, and so that's what I did this past year and had a lot of great interviews. I'd never stay for the game. Never. Now, it's, it's a backstory to that. You know, one is them fools never put me on it when yeah, I deserve yeah, it. I know. I'm not sitting there watching it. Uh, but more importantly – it's just unwatchable. It might be watchable for the couch potatoes and the water boys who <laughs> that's all they could do was try to lay the ball up because that's what we see is a glorified layup line. Yeah, yeah. Like It's like going, I remember going to a Prince concert before he left here and I miss him dearly. Uh, down, downtown here, right? At the old, it's not named that right now. What's the auditorium? Uh, oh. Down, you know what I'm saying? Right down the street. But forget about anyway. it. Your memory just bad as mine. I but but I remember time. going there, right? And I paid $300 per for the ticket. Because I'm going there. Which back then was like 
thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, okay, I'm going gotcha. to. I'm going to check. I, I, I'm going to get me some purple rain. You know, little red Corvette. <laughs> like I'm singing. Like I'm being a white jamming on the way down. They got the stereo blasted. I had the windows down. You know. We get in there and Prince singing jazz. I'm like, okay. And then about halfway through, he says, I know y'all want some purple rain. Hell yeah, we do. You're not getting it tonight. What? He did one like seven minute soliloquy of all his little, all his songs. And he went back to straight jazz. I got up, we left. What? Yeah, we left, man. So, you know, that was devastating to me. And that's how I view the All-Star game. It's like, you're going there to watch them compete. You're going there to say, okay, let's see. Oh, let's see how Jason Tatum does against LeBron. Let's see how Kyrie does against, you know, Luka. I mean, just whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all, you got these guys moving out of the way. You got guys just, they, they, I don't know how many layups they had that first half. No. But I'm like, <clears throat> and a lot of them don't even know how to make a layup. Like, for you young parents, for you parents out there, you want to teach your kid a layup, okay? When you go in for a layup, you don't go in and pick it up and keep the ball down here. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it gives the opportunity for somebody smaller than you to go in and strip you. So when you go and you pick it up like this, you're probably going to get stripped. When you go in, you put it here. Now they're going to taste elbow, mm-hmm. okay? Now you put it here right away, and now you lay it up that way. And you're seeing these guys all going in with this. because they, So to me, if you're going to do a glorified layup drill, do it the correct way. I'm just disappointed, man. I just think it should be more competitive. I'm not saying going out there hurt anybody. You can still be competitive and respectful at the same time in that situation. They do it in practice all the time. Yeah. I guarantee you in practice they're not doing that. Yeah. The coach is not allowing them to have a glorified layup line. They're competing, but they're doing it respectfully. They're not taking cheap shots. They're making sure they don't get up under guys on their shot. These guys, man, they go out and they just think that's enough. And yeah. I think the league is going to change it. They got to do something with it because the ratings on it wasn't good. Nope. And it's going to keep getting worse because uh, nobody's going to keep spending all that money that they spend to fly into the All-Star game for the hotels, pay for the tickets, and watch guys go out there and just lay the ball up. Yeah. It, 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 to me, that that has to change. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing for me is like you know, Michael used to say you know he wanted to play every single game because you did you never knew who was going to be there to watch you play for the one and only time they get a chance. You know, a lot of people save up their money to go see these mm-hmm. kind of things. <clears throat> you know, and, and that's that's my issue with the load management when guys are healthy and they're able to play, but they sit out because they're just trying to rest or whatever. Like, pick and choose your times, fine, but. I, I'm not a fan of it. And when you're talking about the All-Star game, the competitive spirit is really what's lost right here. It's, it's, it, 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 you're right. You've seen, better, you've seen better, better games in pickup ball. And you know, and you know. Pickup ball's cutthroat. Yo, I mean, and, you, and these guys play all summer long. It's not just like. And they're playing cutthroat in the summertime. Yes. I used to go to UCLA all the time, man. And Magic used to run them games, man. I, I man, I had to come in there with a bodyguard at times, man. Dude, knock a stew out of me. Yo, you know. So yeah, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So uh, that that's the that's the biggest thing, and I, I hope uh, that uh, Adam Silver will be able to correct this to some degree, because uh, again, like this is probably the biggest black eye in terms of like 
game play that the league has seen in, in quite some time. And the other part, be fair to players that's having a good 41 game. I happen to think Julius Randle's having a tremendous season. Yeah. Like some people want to say Brunson's the best player on that team. No, I say Julius Randle. I think Brunson is the more dynamic scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Julius Randle is, to me, gets the tough buckets. He's their best rebounder. He's their enforcer. There's just so many things about him that personifies what the Knicks are doing right now. But he's not a three-point shooter. Like, uh, give me a break. I mean, he should not have been in, the, in a three-point contest. No. You saw it. No. He was embarrassed. Even his son was embarrassed. Okay, his son was calling him out over there on the sideline. Why would he put himself in that situation? Yeah. You can't tell me the league just didn't want to pay for an extra ticket. Call Damian Lee and say, hey, man, come on, show up. Or the kid Joe from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only think only one of the top five during the All-Star break was uh, in the in the three-point contest, and that was Herter. Mm-hmm. You, can't just, you can't take guys' dreams away from them, man. And, you know – like Joe and Lee and all these guys, they might not get another chance to do that. But they earned that, man. And they go call up Julius Randle, man. And half the guys in there wasn't even in the top 10. No, no. Come on. I mean, <clears throat> reputation is fine, but I don't think people care when it comes to that three-point contest. I think they just want to see a very good score. Yeah. And and so, and that's it. And see, it's my song. They did it for the dunk contest. They brought a kid from the G League. Well, so why can't you bring somebody, some good players that's shooting well to the three-point contest? Well, one of the best, I mean, one of the best memories I have of the three-point contest in the NBA was Craig Hodges way back in the day when he won back-to-back. I spent some back. time with Craig during yeah. the All-Star game. Uh, way back when he won back-to-back uh, three-point contests. In the first year, he was playing for the Bulls. The second year, he was a free agent. Right. And they he brought was, him back. He, yeah, and yeah, they brought him defend. back to defend his title, and he defended his title. Yeah. Like, um, and he put on a show. He yeah. had like 25 out of 30 points. Like, yeah. Again, people want to see a display of, of skill. And if you're just throwing in random dudes – because they got a name yeah. to try and match up with that, it it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't at all. work. Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> won it last year. I thought it was the worst thing to happen to him in his career. The worst. Even though he's shot the three ball well in his career, it's the worst because he showed up this year, man. When they got Rudy Gobert and he turned into Steph Curry, mm-hmm. he out there six foot freaking eleven out there jacking up threes. And I'm like, no, that's the worst thing could have happened to him. No, leave the contest the way it should. Earn it and let these kids come compete. They're NBA players, okay? And then they can become a part of All-Star Saturday. I think that's what it was meant to do. I don't know who's choosing these guys, but whoever you are, can we have a conversation? <laughs> Seriously. Nikola Jokic is an All-Star, and uh, he caught a little flack from Kendrick Perkins because he was accused of uh, basically stat padding. And your boy J.J. Redick went at him and basically told him uh, a complete BS uh, that Nikola Jokic, is, is his teams are 23-0 or 28-0 when he has a triple-double. Um, you, you, you wanted to talk about this particular subject in, in terms of Perk and J.J. Redick and what's going on there. What, what say you? Let me correct J.J. Redick, who thinks he's a historian for the game. And he's not. He has no idea past the year he came into the league. Other than that, he's pretty good. Okay? Very knowledgeable, pretty good. But when he starts to go all the way back, 
you you have not done your research. When you started talking, Larry Bird couldn't be one of the top three point shooters in today's game and all that. That's when I got a kickback on this. Oh story. yeah, no, no. Just yeah, be quiet, sure. man. Just stay in your era. Talk about your era. Don't come to my era and try to convince me that Larry Bird would not be a top three point shooter in today's game with the license to take the sucker every time. Are you out of your mind? I mean, he just he 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 wants to be all world, JJ Reddick, mm -hmm. and JJ Reddick. You stayed in your lane when you was a basketball player. I didn't see you in the post. I didn't see you even trying to dribble it up, running offense, because you weren't a good dribbler. Okay, what I saw you do was what I did: come off them screens, knock them jumpers down. Stay in your lane, man. I posted up though, JJ. Go look at film, so don't try to throw it back at me. Uh, but. You know, he 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 goes back too far. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook had an unbelievable record when he had a triple-double. Okay. And they destroy him. J.J. Reddick. They destroy Russ. Russ, every time he had a triple-double, I don't know what his record was, but it's, it's, it's an insane record. Okay? Go look it up. I threw it out there. Go prove me wrong. But he had an insane record. And so they kill him. And what did they say about Russ? What did they say about Russ when he was doing it? And they accused him of what? Stat padding. They accused him of stat padding. That, oh, his players are getting out of the way. I can get out of the way for a multitude of guys in the league and say, hey, man, go get the rebound. They can't go get it. Russell Westbrook is probably the best rebounding guard in the history of our game, okay? I used to get out of the way for uh, big guys. LaSalle Thompson, hey, you better get out of there, man. I'm going to hit you. You don't come by the ball, right? That was my boy because that was his job to go get rebounds, okay? The two best rebounders on the Oklahoma City team that year pretty much was, was uh, Adams and mm -hmm. Russ. The rest of the guys, when they saw them guys in there, they got out of the way. They started running. So, But everybody said he's stat patty. Okay, Nikola Jokic is stat padding just like every other player stat pads. Yeah. They all do. I don't want to. All of a sudden now, Nikola Jokic. Oh, you know he doesn't think about his stats. Really? If you go back in games when he only takes eight shots, what is he trying to do? Get up fifty assists. That's what he's doing because he's got the ball in his hand. He won't shoot it, so he's just gonna pass. You gonna tell me his teammates are that wide open? Come on, man. Every player that's played this game, they walk away from the game saying, okay, I got a W. And then they look at what they did statistically. And you know during the game, it's not anyone's fault. The league put all the players' stats up there during the course of the game. Nikola Jokic knows exactly where he sits. And he's enjoying getting triple doubles. I have no issue with it. None. Trust me, none. I didn't need that scoreboard up there. <laughs> I already knew what I had. Trust me, Eddie, you got 16. Go and get these four. Get this 20, man. You know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm honest. So you ready? So Russell Westbrook's career win percentage yes. and having a triple-double, yes. 73%. Thank you. Nikola Jokic's uh, win percentage when getting a triple-double, 82%. Yeah, but they both all-time yeah. highs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. So people want to rip on Russ. But Nikola Jokic is doing the same thing. Why is Russ getting ripped? So that, that's, the, that's what bothers me, this protection of Nikola Jokic. No, ain't no protection. I'm not protecting him. He might win three straight MVPs. 
which he's in trouble right now because Giannis is over there winning 16 games in a row and, and dominating, okay? So Giannis is making a run. And even if Giannis wins, he at least has a title to add to his three MVPs. Ooh. Nikola Jokic has none. So everybody now is saying, oh, yeah, you know, you know, he, he didn't have anybody. Fine. He got an MVP two years ago. Totally deserved his numbers. Last year, he only won 48 games. Mm -hmm. They said, well, that's MVP because he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Now, this year, he has both of those guys. They have the second best record in the NBA. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear it. The great players, if you're going to win three MVPs, you better win a title this year. Ooh. You better win a title. You can't. Michael Jordan got ripped when he didn't do it. Magic got ripped. Bird got ripped. They all got ripped. And, and only one of them won it three times in a row. Michael Jordan didn't even win it three times in a row. So I don't want to hear it. If he, I don't want to hear these excuses too. Well, well, you know, it's different now. You know, my co-host on my radio show. Mr. Justin Termini, you know, they, uh, you know, no, no, they build teams now. Players are jumping from team to team. So Nikola Jokic, you know, he just needs to go somewhere else. No, he's got Jamal Murray, who carried him two years ago in the yeah, bubble. True. Okay, dropping 50s. And Michael Porter Jr., if you leave him open, he's going to destroy you. You got a team. You got one of the deepest teams in the league. He is primed to win a title. I don't want to hear anything short of it, especially if he wins an MVP. I'm going to put him in the same bowl and a little bit outside the bowl in regards to greatness as the other great players that have won three straight MVPs. Don't want to hear it. All right. Wow. <laughs> I told you EJ was in rare form today. My goodness. I, I did. I, 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 this is what I'll say about the Jokic-Russell Westbrook. Uh, I agree that those two have um they get criticized in different ways and Jokic really doesn't I, basically the only criticism that Jokic receives is the criticism based on how many times people are defending mm -hmm. what he's doing right and, and that's not really a criticism on Jokic it's more everybody that surrounds him that defends what is going on or justifies why he should be getting X, Y, and Z versus other players that have done similar things, right? Yeah. Um, I think both of them are tremendous players. Yes. Russell Westbrook um, obviously gets slighted probably more than I've ever seen any player in NBA history get slighted. I mean, just there, he's got a magnet for criticism. He's playing well now. Oh, yeah. 50% from the field. Oh, yeah. He hasn't missed a free throw. I mean, and, they, and they've lost three, and they're look, they looking at Russ. Yeah. But it's, it's just a joke. It's, but it's not, it's not on him. Like, it, so – I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, we're just going to move on because that, that topic right there in itself is crazy. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, I'll just end it with this because a lot of people think I hate on Nikola Jokic. I love Nikola Jokic. I wish, man, if I was playing and I had to pick a player too, he would definitely be one of them. Could be the top. Well, LeBron would be the top. That's my favorite. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he's yeah. old now, so I got to throw him to the side. Okay. Uh, I, I got to leave him now. But I would definitely jump on that wagon up in Denver. Without a doubt. I mean, that dude is special. Yeah, he is. And I'm going to put him up there with the special people. But I just get tired of these people trying to protect them. Yeah. You know, there ain't no protection now. That dude's supposed to carry everybody. And I'm looking. I'm watching. Mike B with the super chat. $10 super chat. Appreciate it, Mike B. Hi, Eddie. Thank you for your hard work and the memories, my legend. 
Love and respect. I work a ton. Sorry, PHNX, for being distant. PHNX is legit as hell. Be blessed, y'all. Hey, Mike B., we appreciate you. That's Thank nice. you so much, man. See, that, that's what See, we, he's not a water boy. That, no, See, he's the, not. Yeah, you know I'm saying. See, it, it, you know, he gave a good, thorough, <laughs> thorough statement. <laughs> Fired up, EJ, today. Uh, we appreciate the love, Mike B., uh, and thanks for coming back. As always. So, uh, and then, you know, we talked about. Can I respond to this dude? Which one? Sean, Sean R? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sean Listen, R. Listen, man. Wait, 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 wait. Sean R with the, with the chat. He says, that's not what JJ was saying, Eddie, LOL. He was saying in history, he is not a top three point shooter. Doesn't mean his game wouldn't translate. I'm saying he would be a top three point shooter. I'm responding to what he said, Sean. <laughs> okay. He would be. Thank uh, you. So I didn't get it wrong, and he needs to keep Larry Bird's name out of his mouth and stop disrespecting the dude that embarrassed me <clears> and, constantly in my career. And Solo says, y'all clearly don't watch Russ's games. I've never seen so many missed layups in my life. He does miss a lot of layups, and because, you know, if you under, if you know Russ's history, uh, Joe, uh, you would it's, know no, that. It's Solo. Is it, it's who? Solo, all the way at the bottom. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you solo. We don't want Joe catching strays. Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe, I'm sorry. I'm going with the guy that solo probably is solo. All right? You need to get somebody around you solo so you can understand, okay? It's a lot. LeBron misses layups now. You know why? Because they old, dude. Like, I want you to run out there and put all the miles on your body and think you're going to still make layups like you used to. Of course he's not the same player. None of us are. I wish you would have seen me at the end of my career when I was 39 trying to run. I looked like I was about ready to fall down. But I was chasing them dollars because I wasn't making the kind of money these guys making. Okay. <laughs> so they finally found the trickery in me like, Eddie, you done. I know. <laughs> I know. But I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh there was a there was a, a, a gentleman that's a, a, a friend of the program. He's been uh, he's been in our chats. He's been an active supporter of PHNX, and we love him dearly. Chris from Phoenix, uh, he sent me something about you back in the day, and he wanted you to answer it. He said, uh, "EJ, uh, and uh, I mean, it was about you brainwashing, quote unquote." Jeff Hornacek into shooting more. So this is the this is the tweet. Arizona Sports History two twenty one eighty nine and injured Eddie Johnson brainwashed Jeff Hornacek into shooting more, according to Kevin Johnson. And Jeff responded with a career high thirty two points with three consecutive threes with three twenty four in the second quarter, ten assists as the Phoenix Suns beat the Golden State Warriors one thirty nine one twenty one. Tom Chambers nineteen of his thirty seven points came in the fourth quarter, and Kevin Johnson had. 32 points and 16 assists. Man, those are some gaudy numbers right there from all three of those guys. Uh, he wants to know, what did you say to Jeff Hornacek to get him to shoot more and play like that? I used to say stuff to guys all the time. Uh, Rich Kelly, ex-NBA player, got in my ear and taught me how to be a leader and how to get to know people. And he says, Eddie, you got to stare and figure him out. How do you get to know somebody unless you don't, you, you got to observe them from afar, mm -hmm. like I did you. And that's why I'm sitting here with you. Because <laughs> I realized you were a nice guy <laughs> half the time. So he taught me how to actually like get to know people without even having a conversation with them. Because Rich Kelly used to always turn and stare at us on the plane. And we used to say, what's wrong with Rich Kelly? And I finally sat next to him one day and he said to me, you know, I saw him staring and looking around. I said, Rich, why are you always staring at people? And he said, Eddie. That's how I got to know you. He says, you snap at a lot of people when they say stuff to you, 
because they don't say it to you the right way? Have you ever snapped at me? I said, no. You know, and it really made sense to me. And even when I go around and I talk to companies and I, I talk to them about that, I, I actually bring that story up. He's always included in a, in a motivational speech that I might have. And, and that to me is what I did with players I played with. I would tell Jeff all the time, hey man, you scared? You scared to shoot? You know, you know, especially when I wasn't playing. Like, you know, you know, your shot's nice, man. You know, because they were trying to change his jumper at one point in time. And Jeff and I used to ride to the games all the time, me, mm -hmm. he, and Mark West. Uh, we all lived in the same area, and we used to drive to the game. I'd throw that rap on, make Jeff listen to it. <laughs> you know, kid from Iowa, I turned him to a brother, you know, and he started to get real feisty and everything. But, no, Jeff was tremendous teammates, man. Still a great friend. We talk all the time. But I just always encourage guys. I once ticked LaSalle Thompson off in Sacramento. Uh, LaSalle Thompson was a tremendous NBA player, played mm -hmm. 17 years. Mm -hmm. We were getting ready to play the Knicks. And I went up to him before the game in the locker room. I said, Tank, I was in the mall today, man. And I ran into Patrick Ewing. He said, man, who y'all got guarding me tonight? And I said, LaSalle. He said, please, I'm going to bust him up. I said, Tank, he said he's going to bust you up. <laughs> LaSalle Thompson had his best game of his career that night. He was, we used to call him Hyde because he'd be, he turned from Jekyll to Hyde in, in a moment. And he just destroyed Patch. And he came in the locker room right at the game. He said, see, yeah, he won't say nothing else. I said, LaSalle, he didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, my God, the buying games, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, we, when we watched uh, the Last Dance documentary and people were on Jordan about, you know, like he would walk by George Carl in the restaurant and he didn't acknowledge him. And he was just like, and I took that personally. And people still debate to this day whether or not that actually happened. Oh, it happened. Or, or, or the, 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 actually the story with the Bullets player. I forgot what his name was. But uh, he put up 32 or something like that against Jordan. They had a back-to-back, -back, one in Washington and then the next day in Chicago. <clears throat> or in Chicago and then in Washington. And after the game, he said, good game, Mike. And that was all he said. And then the next day... Jordan said he took that personally and he ended up dropping like 48, 32 in the first half against said player who was a rookie. Um, and to this day, Michael Wilbon still f says that that wasn't true. <laughs> that never happened. Well, I don't know if it never happened, but I do know he does take everything personal and, and everything that he does, cards, whatever. I, I was in a room with him for, I don't know, five hours one time, day of a game. He wouldn't let us leave. Me, Tom Chambers, Ty Corbin. It was an exhibition game, and he would not let us leave. And we were stiff. I called Cotton. said, Cotton, I can't go. He said, that's okay. I was going to hold you out. Uh, Tom called him up. Cotton, I'm sore. I can't go. That's okay. I wasn't going to play you. And Ty Corbin wouldn't dare do it, right? He said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so Jordan stands up in the room, and he says, you tell that boy Dan Marley, I got something for him tonight. And now I stood up. I couldn't hardly walk. I mean, literally, we had played the night before, traveled that day. I was stiff as a boy. He would not. It was Scottie Pippen in the room, Horace Grant. I mean, we just playing this game called Tunk, okay? And we just going at it. And he looked at Tom and I. He said, I'm going to give your boy 40. In an exhibition game? Yeah. We like, who? Dan. I'm like, yeah, okay. Whatever. Bet, bet 100. Bet 200. I took the bet. Tom took the bet. Oh, no. 
<laughs> so he starts the game, and he just going nuts. I'm try I'm over there still stiff. I got heat packs under my clothes, man. I'm like <laughs> stiff. This man's out there going crazy. And Tom and I sitting there looking at him like, this dude is just insane. So he had about 34. And he walks over to the bench. And he, catch, he catches the ball. He catches it. He looks at Tom and I was like, get that money ready. He catches the ball. <laughs> and Dan's guarding him. He reversed pivots on him. So Dan's got to back up, backed up. And he went right. And he just tried to tear the rim down. Tom wagging, he went down like this, right? And holding up 400. <laughs> Nobody knew what the four was, right? And so we're looking. So timeout, Tom, Cotton called a timeout. And Michael came over after the timeout. He said, Cotton, your boys, they were playing cards with me all day. Told on us. So that's <laughs> why. Oh, yeah. So that's why, yeah, so that's why y'all not playing. That's why they're not playing. And they bet me, too. I told him I was gonna give your boy Dan Marley 40. And he had 30, he had 30, 36, 38. And we sitting over there. And Cotton turns to Dan, who's a rookie, right? Cause Dan supposedly locked Jordan up, you know, in mm, the Olympics, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And Cotton looks at Dan and said, Dan, what did you do to Michael? Just messing with him. And Dan was like, I didn't do anything to him. <laughs> <laughs> we fell out laughing. And he went, man, he dunked for the 40 on everybody. And look, what ran past bitch, I want my money. Checked himself out the game. The next day, Cotton tried to kill me and Tom, virtually the whole team in practice, because he felt that that's the reason we didn't play. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Michael will tell. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. That was an excellent story, man. I, I never heard that one. Before. Oh, you're going to get a lot of them on this, on this show, go. buddy. That's what we're here about. I'm going to have a couple on you. Well, uh, somebody in the chat, <laughs> see, always, always, uh, some of them, uh, somebody in the chat had said, uh, nice hat, Eddie. Uh, and so if you don't know, Eddie just came back from a nice, luxurious vacation in Dubai. Uh, it's actually Dubai. Did you know that? Well, we call it Dubai over there. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> well, the, the correct pronunciation. Well, I, well uh, whatever. Dubai. Okay, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm trying to provide some culture everybody to you. you know I was, what I mean? Everybody so. I was around was saying. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. If everybody else jumped out. off a bridge, I'll do my I'm a history major. I'm going to do my research. I'm just not going to jump on what you're saying. All right. So, anyway, so my man just came back from Dubai and. Uh, I think we have some some pictures there, Jacob. Yeah, let's let's take a look at you. Uh, you know, riding uh, me and the missus. We on uh, we on the camel, man. We like we in the middle of the desert, and they got all kind of creatures out there, man. Uh, you know, once they told me they had scorpions out there that was the size of your head, man, I got scared. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't see a camel spider out there. I'll tell you that much because well, them things are no fucking joke. Man, I'm look. I'm just telling you, man. But that was great, man. That camel that we were on was he was he was normally the leader of the pack. And he was mad that he was in the middle, so he kept trying to move up. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I was getting a little scared, you know, because he was getting a little aggressive. And then the camel behind me, uh -huh. you know, he kept sniffing, man. He kept coming up by my leg, man. I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> and then uh, and then this is you with a, this little falconry action That's right a here. falcon, man. Yeah. I mean, they did, a, they did a presentation on that thing, man. And they, they let him loose in that thing, man. He fast, man. He, oh, it was an unbelievable show, man. In the middle of the desert, man. Had dinner. Uh, just had a good show out there. Just in the middle of the desert, you had dinner? In the middle of the desert. Okay. Yes, All man. Right. 
Wow. It was, uh, you know, we were in huts and stuff that they built up out there, but it was very nice. That's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously we got a couple of videos. Um, you know, this is obviously the, the one of the tallest Birds buildings Khalifa. in the world. Yeah. When I went to the top of that thing, man. You went all the way to the top? Yeah, man. You afraid of heights or no? No. No? No. High as I used to jump on the court. Oh, yeah. come on, man. Jeez. Oh, man. You didn't see highlights of me dunking on people. No, I remember you high stepping. That's about the yeah, only highlight yeah. that I can remember. Right? I, I couldn't jump over a nickel. But no, <laughs> I wasn't uh I wasn't intimidated at all by it. Architecture there is unbelievable. Uh I heard so many stories about it, and I'm sure people watching this, they've been there and they they know and they can second what I'm talking about. Just it's just a tremendous experience, man. It was a bucket list uh, for, the, for Joy and I to go, and uh, we got it done. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, like we were talking about before the show, uh, it is one of the more uh, beautiful places in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it, the crazy thing about that place is, is like a, a majority of it is man-made. Um, it's not, you know, they had to funnel in a lot of the, yeah. the groundwork and the, the infrastructure to be able to even. Yeah, Palm Island. To, that's, that's what yeah, it's called. To I mean, build that city in the first place. I so. went to the Atlantis there on Palm Island last night. Oh, amazing. Oh, it's Beyonce amazing. opened for them the wow. week before. Gave her the whole entire hotel. So all her guests was there and just, you know, newspaper people or whatever. But this hotel is tremendous. This, wow. Yeah. So, man, I. I tell you, did a 16-hour flight, you know, with business class. You know? oh, yeah, I, I, I know, I, I know. Like United that. Emirates over here just laying down, probably got the pajamas <laughs> and everything that they gave you, the robe, the whole, probably had your own shower. My buddy, no, my buddy was in first class. He actually took a shower. I said, man, you didn't need a shower. You just wanted to do it because you're yeah, bougie. Yeah, I mean, you're why bougie. not? You're bougie. <laughs> you're bougie, man. Uh, that's what we call haterade right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen. I flew over there in a military aircraft, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's a completely 16 different experience. In the military? It was uh, eight hours to Ramstein, Germany, and then another three hours to Qatar. That was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't Loud, the, it wasn't too, the greatest. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the greatest. But, uh, you got you know, Hey, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. Some people yeah. got to go the way they go. Yeah, for sure. And I, mean, I was you know, in that ocean back there. I actually swam in that ocean. Really? Uh, yeah, we, we we went to Qatar because it it's in between Qatar and Dubai, and uh, that yeah, was pretty cool. Yeah, so. Abu Dhabi went there, man, and just is yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, Enjoyed it. You just fucked with the Charles Barkley uh, bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> you got some thoughts on Charles? Lee? I would knock Sean down because I didn't play against Sean, but. You know, this dude cost me an opportunity to go to the finals, man. Yeah, well, yeah, hey. I, I, I can slap him upside his face. Now, I wouldn't do it in person. What did you think about his comments about KD? I, I just think, you know, the first year KD went to Golden State, I can hear people surprised. I was surprised. Mm -hmm. But after that, man, back off. Like, you know, he went there, and you, you can get your shots and say, hey, man, we want you to stay in, in, K in Oklahoma City and all that. Fine. But after that, after he got the MVP, then he came back and he doubled down the next year. You know, I had nothing to say after that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Charles needs to back off. Like, Charles, my boy, but he did go to Houston. And he joined Akeem and Clyde. Now, I can't be a hypocrite because exactly I went there what too. what I said. Because I went there too. <laughs> hey, I, I tried to jump on board. We yeah. came up two games short to get to the finals. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, you know, like I'm not one of them old guys on the lawn and, and not, and not liking the players today. I, I, LeBron's my favorite player. So I think LeBron ultimately, 
I'm not going to say it till he retires, but ultimately he could ascend to be the GOAT because look at his stats and what he's done in his career. And you can talk about his longevity, but what did he do to stay in the league? He took care of himself. That's a basketball player. He did all the things. You haven't heard anything about LeBron. You haven't seen him on TMZ. All around, well-rounded. Lifted his young friends that he grew Eddie, up with. Eddie, took them away. Eddie, this, this is not a LeBron podcast. Not a LeBron podcast, but I'm just giving you a point. And so I'm up – I'm – into today's player. Yeah. I'm not one of them guys that hates on today's game, but I'm going to speak my mind. But I think, you know, I think a lot of the guys that play with me, man, they have a hard time dealing with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Charles does. He's making a ton of money right now. Charles making more money than he ever made as an NBA player. But I just think sometimes it just goes overboard. Mm -hmm. Say what you feel and then just let it go, you know, in that regard with, with all-time great players. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> easy now. That's a collector's edition now. It says it on the bottom. Look at that, man. 2004 collector's edition. Well, if it's a collector's edition, edition that means it should it should be sturdy. It should be strong. Is that? Yeah. Is that how it is that how it, is that what that means? Okay. Go go crash. Okay. I'm not going right. to say a car. Go All crash right. your car you only paid 4,000 and then go crash your car that you paid 50,000. See, well, see what I, I crashed the Tesla. I bet that bitch blows up. Um, all right. <laughs> um, let's, 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 let's join. Wow. Let's join. Uh, uh, you can see EJ today later on at about, I don't know, about another hour on the Colin Coward show. He's going to be uh, doing a live appearance over there. Also, check him out on NBA Sirius XM. What channel? Yeah, NBA Radio. Is there a specific channel? Well, 86. You can okay. go to 86. 86 if yeah, you got the Series 86. XM app. Eddie Johnson, go. Justin Termini. Oh, C Termini, I gave you a plug. See? There you I go. gave you a plug, dude. How about okay? that? Okay, so. and the bosses at Series XM will like that I'm giving them a plug now. <laughs> NBA Today Show, Series XM, NBA Radio. There you go. Four to seven <laughs> Eastern time. Come check me out. Outside Shots presented by OGs. My man EJ was on one today. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm Saul Bookman. You can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow my man at Jump, Shape, Jump Shot 8. My bad. Jump uh, Shape. Jump Shot 8. Uh, Suns take on the Bulls on Friday, and then they take on the Mavs on Sunday. Check them out. We'll be back here next week. Hopefully, we'll be back to our regular time at 11 o'clock, but I don't know my man's schedule. We'll figure it all out. But we will be live from this point forward. We will be live. I promise yes. you that. Jump in the chat. We appreciate you all for joining our show. Hit that thumbs up before Later. you take off. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see you till we see you next time. Bye, Peace. Couch Potatoes.